Are you ready to rock, boys and girls? Behold, it's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? It's the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show now at 615-844-5600. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Good Thursday morning. How are you doing? Wow, that's loud. Is that me or no? I know uh, there's new, um, what did Adam call them? Uh, Transponders? On our heads, these these microphones. Yeah. You notice these microphones have uh, they're wireless, and they now have transponders or whatever he called them, some kind of you know, uh, you know macadoodle thing. Uh, that that now listen to this. Say something, John. You check what, one two. Yeah. Check three now, four. Just talk. Well, I had an interesting morning I know. today. I'm so, hi, Pat. How you doing? Before we get Hello. Before, general, before good morning. We get, before we get into get having to bail John out of jail or whatever happened to him this morning. What up? Well, it's never a good thing when one of your bosses calls you at 6.45 a.m. Let's start the story there. It's not, it's, it, but, uh, so I get a call this morning from Michelle, who's our assistant news director. Great lady. Been working with her ever since I've been at News Channel 5. She calls me up and she says, you know, I'm thinking one of two things. Somebody's dead or I'm fired, right? So... She's like, hi, John. I'm like, hello. And she said there was a water main break at the station last night in our office. Our entire newsroom is flooded, including the sports office. So I had to go in and assess, you know, what I needed to salvage. So I was there. Steve was there. Coos was there. Brian's on vacation. He's in Vegas. And so I spent the morning rummaging through what I needed to keep and what I could do without because... They're going to be in there with the blowers and everything. So I have no idea where I'm going to like work from today when I write my script for the news. So, yeah. So Put you one of our offices here. I mean, there's, you know, just, you know, we've got several, you know, in it's, our, in it's our, a little, it's a little far to get to the newsroom though. Once or to the well, studio, once I write well, my script, I was just trying to help John. Okay. Thank don't, you, don't snap me off. Okay. I was offering, I you know, space the here. Thank well, no, you dumb man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Yeah, I'm the snappy, ornier one today. So mm-hmm. uh, so that was an interesting start to my day. Well, but other at, least, that, at least no one died yes. or no one got fired. Everything's and, fine. And, and no one got hurt. Well, I'm but still, how much can you salvage? Uh, you know, I didn't have a whole lot to salvage yeah. anyway. I just threw some stuff in a box, and so it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, all, it's all good. But, yeah, you're right. I'm still alive. I'm still employed. Everything's digital with you guys anyway now, right? A lot of it is, yeah. 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 And your and storage. Actually, yeah. And the good part about it is I actually got to meet Ben Hill face-to-face, our, our morning news anchor, along with Amy Watson. The guy's been here two and a half years. I never met him because well, by the time I get in, he's long you, gone. I mean, it, you know. We had that, him on the that, show for Picking uh, with the Pickers one, one morning. And you, we, you had him on, and you've never met him. Until until this morning. Well, that's that's <laughs> you two need to work that. Yeah, out. we we, I mean, we talked a, about it. We're gonna get I mean, together, have a, a dinner. You know. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a new show or, five boys night well, out. Yeah, Probably just, me, you Rory, know, Henry. Do you need me to pull this together for you? No, I, I you, got uh, it. You know, You're Henry and, and, too, and, and Bree, and so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get her. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like Carrie and Vicky too? No, Bree will be Bree. <laughs> 
No, 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 Vicky. Yes, that's, I was going to yeah. say. No, well, that, that's an insult carry. to carrying no, Vicky. No, I said no. It's the hat. <laughs> it's the hat trick. Okay, it's the hat trick. All right. Uh, so, uh, where do you want to start? Uh, Seventeen innings last night for Vanderbilt wow. baseball, two to one. They had uh, six pitchers with twenty-four strikeouts. Uh, only gave up six hits and one run, but obviously the bats didn't do much. Uh, we're going to talk to Tim Corbett here in a little while. Uh, but, uh, yeah. He's probably still sleeping. I, or, <laughs> you, yeah, you know better than that. You yeah, know, he's been yeah. up since five. He's probably you know worked better. out twice yeah. already. Nah. He's, you know, he, he's, he's, he's uh, watching film. He's, either, he's had tree bark and yogurt for breakfast. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's funny, guys. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and uh, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll obviously talk more about that. So uh, uh, with Tim, of course, they've got uh, a weekend series Loyola Loyola Mary Loyola Loyola Marymount. I'll, I'll start in. you with this, Greg. Right. How about this? Well, I'm I'm starting to flip. I'm kind of of the opinion now. Assuming Vanderbilt wins today, and I think they'll beat LSU, don't you? Are we in agreement? That, yeah, that and, and, and well, let's do those numbers here in a minute, okay? Uh, please, Patton, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say, I'm starting to be of the belief that if Vanderbilt wins today, which I think they will, I'm expecting them tonight, they play tonight, and if they beat Kentucky tomorrow night, they're in. How about that? I, I, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't have the exuberance that of, that you have, but I think it's a possibility. More so, and, and Tony, we know Tony were going back and, and everything, and I did say there's no way. But that time, I didn't think everybody in front of them would fall down. Exactly. That's that's as much as Vandy winning, but, you know, Florida's out. Okay, I don't think Florida, you know, when they lost Castleton and, yeah. and the games down the stretch, they, you know, Vandy beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at Mississippi State, I still think, is in. So it's it's a it's a seven eight thing of of and, and so yeah I mean it'd be hard to keep Vandy out if they beat Kentucky twice in in in, in what nine days and then uh, one of those being in Rupp Arena so hey, I, listen, yeah talk, I don't talk. well I tell you we got Lee Fowler we're gonna ask him yeah. he knows better than anybody because he was the chairman of the NCAA basketball committee that put these things together for several years. And and but because and he's a Vandy guy, so he'll give us his perspective. But I, I tend to agree with you that it there's two weeks ago there was no chance in my mind. Now right. there is a chance. Yeah, yeah. I talk. You know, we talked to uh, Stack and uh, Magnon, Filet Magnon, my guy Ezra Magnon. Love that guy. I see that. Yeah, 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 yeah you, I did. You, and, you, you you enjoyed doing yeah, that. I did. Didn't yeah, you? I can tell. Yeah, and and QMB <laughs> yesterday, and I tell you what, they, they feel like they didn't say it, but I think. They're brimming with confidence. You know, they they feel like even without Robbins, they feel like they can beat anybody. And I think they're going to be a dangerous team in this tournament. And if they get in, I think they could be a dangerous uh, team in the big tournament. So I'm looking forward to see how they respond tonight. Um, like I said, I, I expect them to win tonight. And if they beat Kentucky tomorrow night, look out, bro. You know, they played loose. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, in they a look sort like of, they're just having fun. Yeah, Stack is and even there's smiling. a little bit of edge to them <laughs> as well. Like, I think, I don't know where it might have been that, you know, certainly the Bama butt kicking, you know, was a, that was a pivotal point. Where Absolutely. are you going? You know, right. that's a crossroads. Yeah. And, and, and the way they responded, obviously, what, and eight out of nine, quick, I think. But real quick, just to jump in, Manion spoke about mm-hmm. that yesterday. Yeah. He said, after that game, we kind of, you know, had to circle the wagons and yep. say, "All right, what kind of season are we going to have here?" But go ahead. But they, but they act. You know, beating Tennessee, they they act 
they learned that, hey, we actually do belong at the at the upper half of the league instead of the bottom half of the league. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's believing that and then executing it and everything. All right, so here's what we got today. Uh, Mississippi State, Florida at noon. Uh, get, go ahead and get you. You go first, John. That way I won't copy you. Okay, once again, well, yeah. we got Mississippi, Mississippi State, Florida. Uh, Mississippi State, Florida. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State minus five and a half. It's about right. I'm going to go minus Mississippi State minus. Yeah, that's a good guess. Four, maybe five for right, Mississippi. State. There you go. All right, we're all in the thing there. Uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee at two thirty or thereabouts. Tennessee minus eight. I'm going to go minus eleven. Eleven and a half for the Vols. Whoa! Good job by you, Greg Poe. Uh, Arkansas, Auburn. Yeah. Yeesh, that that should be a that'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, Arkansas Auburn at six o'clock. Uh wow. Uh, oh, <laughs> Arkansas <laughs> minus what, what what? Arkansas minus three and a half. No, 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 no. Think. Auburn minus yeah. four and a half. Yeah. Uh that's a good and now you're gonna get it right because I got it uh Auburn that's a really good guess. I'm gonna go Auburn minus six. John should have stuck with your guns. Three and a half for Arkansas. Today. Arkansas is a three and a half. Whoa. Now remember. Well, that's a 10 and a seven seed. So Arkansas is favored in this game. Uh-huh. Guys, remember. That's what you had first, and, remember, I, and I talked to you out of it. Remember, I stole this from Detroit. The system that I, works I like a system that isn't a system, when you see a number like that, just saying. You say that every time. I don't know if it's true every time, but you say it every well, time. Well, the boys in Detroit have been <laughs> have been hitting almost all their bets on that system that works like a system that isn't a I, system. I, I've heard that before, yes. Yeah. Uh, LSU Vanderbilt. Uh, John, LSU Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt minus seven and a half. I'm going to go Vandy minus. Remember, this is a team that just beat them, right? Right. Uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I'm going to go Vandy minus three and a half. Commodores got four today. I'm loading up four. on Vandy. Vandy minus I'm four. I'm loading up. Vandy minus four. Loading up. Right. Patton, 100 bucks on Vandy. Ooh. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, listen to you. <laughs> I'll wait till the end of the you, show. You know, <laughs> you can't. Here we go. You can't hide money. Big Daddy Warbucks. Yeah, I wish. Uh, packing like a mining mule. How many? Did I leave one out? Yeah. So that's all right. That's the four. Uh, today, Conference USA uh, today, uh, the uh, Lady Raiders at 11 o'clock this morning, the number one seed. Uh, they're 28 in the net. Uh, just hope that you know they need to get a win or two just to get in that at-large at conversation where I think they would be. But they play Charlotte uh, today at 11 o'clock. And the number two seed is Western Kentucky. They play UAB at 1.30. The men, uh, MTSU plays Charlotte at 6 o'clock tonight. How about that? Both the yeah. men and the women are playing Charlotte today. Yeah. There you go. It would be Charlotte's Web. So uh, the um, <laughs> Western beat UTEP. By the way, Brad Powers made a big deal out of this yesterday, taking the unders in all of the Conference USA games. Uh, two of the three yesterday went over. Just <laughs> <laughs> we, but we will that we'll, we'll look today because you got four uh, teams, uh, four games, and. Uh, uh, Middle and Charlotte, that's their first game, and you got three other teams, their first games down there. But um, that league doesn't play any defense. So, let me just tell you that. What else is going on? Preds tonight uh, at the Coyotes. 
part of this uh, road swing until they get back home for Detroit. Did you know that the Dr. Detroit changed his name? He's got a new, he has another self-proclaimed name. I don't know if you yeah, was, listened to any of his diatribe the other day on our radio show. Well, I kind of, I think I fell asleep in the middle of it. But uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what I, is it again? Remind uh, me. Nash villain. The Nash villain. That's right. Dr. Detroit, the Nash villain. Why I brought that up, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so. Well, you want to know what else is going on? It looks like Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is on like Donkey Kong. Woody Johnson and the ownership group and all their capologists flew out to see Aaron a couple days ago. Private jet out in California. And there are reports that there is growing optimism that the New York Jets are going to acquire Aaron Rodgers. So that is yet another top-tier quarterback perhaps coming to the AFC Titans fans. What you think about that? I, you know, I've, I've just my ears bleed when I hear about Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know, I, I just enough. Just just tell me, like the stock market. Just tell me how it closes. I don't need yeah. to watch all the other. Yeah, you well, know, drunk. But then again, that's Jets what for, that's what the NFL is about, right? right. It's a it's a three sixty five right. news cycle, twelve month league, and, and right. what we got legal tampering, which is about the goofiest term I've ever heard. That's coming up Monday for free agency, right. I believe. Hey, what what yeah. do you make of all the collusion talk about Lamar Jackson? Eh, Some we didn't get into yesterday. I, I, I think I, there's something to it. I, I think the collusion because, is though, is that hey, the collusion is every owner in the league thought that Jimmy Haslam's deal was. You know they're not going to give. They're not going to do what he did. Okay, right. if that's every one of them saying that, I don't know that it takes all of them to get together and say, "Hey, what are you going to say? What are you going to say?" All of them are individually going to say, "No way, we're going to give somebody that kind of money guarantee." It it re told it didn't reset the market. It's an outlier, right? And and, and so collusion but Lamar, but Lamar or not, is yeah. steadfast. He wants he wants all of his money guaranteed, like Deshaun Watson. For those that don't well, good know, luck with that. the Ravens put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar so he can negotiate with other teams and the Ravens have a right to match or get two first-round draft picks mm-hmm. if they let him go. As soon as it was announced a couple of days ago that Lamar was getting the non-exclusive tag, several teams were quick to get it out there that they are, quote-unquote, not interested in Lamar Jackson. The Commanders who need a quarterback, mm-hmm. the Falcons who need a quarterback, all these teams... And so it brings to mind. But that is that collusion? Yeah, or, I think it is. Well, I think it's a beat writer. As soon as that happens, a beat writer is going to ask the Falcons, "Are you interested?" And they say yes or no. You know, that's I don't I, have I don't know how that's collusion. I'm of the opinion yeah. that these teams reached out to these beat writers and said, "Get it out there. We don't well, want well, Lamar." But I, you know, the thing is, I don't know. Some, quite frankly. They don't need to reset the market like this, or it, the, that the league cannot operate even in its grandest glory and being the golden goose. Right. It, it, it that that deal in in the in football world does right. not work. Okay. Right. That That's, is the exception. You know, that, that they don't need the rule. to. You know, they, if they're all get, they didn't get together and say, "Hey, well, how are you going to handle it?" Oh, I think they, they did. Oh, I think no. They just hey, this is yeah, okay, boys' network, girls' network. But we're not going to go I mean, there. But, and the thing is, I mean, you know, listening to a lot of prominent like sports lawyers and stuff like that, it's nearly impossible to prove because there's not going to be a smoking gun on this, right? Not like with uh, Peter uh, Uberoff years ago with baseball when they colluded against the free agents. 
there was proof. Now that was collusion. I, and this right. and this I think is this, a stretch. I think I definitely think it's collusion. I, I think I think the I think the, I think the owners are yeah. pissed at Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, sure they and are. They're united against him. Well, I think they're not against him. They're united against these kind of deals. Right. Well, and, yeah, Lamar and, yeah. Lamar's got to do a couple of things, right? He's got to a get an actual agent. That's number one, and number two, he's going to have to seriously reconsider demanding a gar- fully guaranteed yeah. contract. I, I just think he's found out his market, and it's not a fully guaranteed contract. If you've got Patrick Mahomes, who's not got a fully guaranteed contract, and Lamar Jackson, I mean, as good of a quarterback as he is, he's not fully guaranteed money. And neither is Deshaun Watson, and that's not anybody else's fault but the Browns. I I, I agree there's probably something going on, but I, I don't have a huge problem with Lamar finding out his market and realizing, well, I'm not that guy. And I don't know if he'll... I don't know if he'll go off that that uh, that notion, to be honest. But I don't think they need. He's to not going to get a guaranteed yeah. contract. That is that is and, that is abundantly. But these clear. owners don't need to collude to come to that conclusion. Sure. They concluded that the very minute that deal was done, and individually, and I don't think they're marching to arm in arm on this one. I just think they're all thinking, "I no way the hell we're going to do that." Well, I I yeah. I, th- I think they've gotten together. You know, owners' meetings were a couple of weeks ago. I think. I think they got together and said, "Listen, you know, nothing against the young man, but you know, we're not, we're not doing what what Jimmy Haslam did." And so Lamar's got some decisions to make, uh, you know, regarding his future. And but if he's worth it, I think owners will do it. At the end of the day, they don't give a rat's ass about anybody yeah, they, else uh, but winning exactly. football games. Yep. They they're they're what they they're, do yeah. and they don't, Patton. You know, there's there's you know, yeah, it's, it only takes one. Yeah, you're right. I mean, somebody could go rogue. Like if Al Davis were still alive. I guarantee you, he'd be like, "Yeah, pay the guy." He doesn't. <laughs> Al Davis sued the NFL, right? Right, Greg. He he sued the league so many times. He went rogue so many times against the league. Pete Rozelle and him were like mortal enemies. So yeah, a lot of that was uh, just the movement of the Raiders, you know, from place to place, and the facility that they had then is still what they have. They would have had now in Oakland, which was a dump. So you don't think there's collusion against Lamar? Uh, I, I, I think the word collusion is too strong. I think there's a consensus above the owners that this is the kind of deal that we're not going to be able to do regardless of who it is. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I think it's semantics. I, I, I really do. So I think they can all agree on something without it being collusion. That's Patton, the, would you take him? Uh, I mean, it's not my money. I, I don't care. Uh, Thirty-two it's, million. He's a, it's a deal if that's what he's going to get. But you're not going to give up two draft first. Should Rand Garthon sign him to an offer sheet yeah. and see what the, see what now, the Ravens do? Two first round draft picks. Nah, no, no. They need they need bodies. Um, and he's quite frankly, last two years, how healthy has he been? And that's a, another question. I think that's he's only one. He's, he's only won getting. one playoff. Game. Yeah, you're going to give guaranteed money yeah. to a guy that pretty much gets hurt every year. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. All right, let's take a break. Coming up, uh, here's what we got. Killer Bees is going to check in with us. He's at Zany's tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, he'll be uh, just talking with us a little while to promote his event or his his gigs. And then uh, 10:25, Lee Fowler. He's the uh, former chairman of the NCAA basketball committee, former NC State MTSU athletics director, and uh, a, a proponent of Vanderbilt. So we'll get his perspective. Of course, uh, played at Vanderbilt, and also coming up, Vanderbilt baseball coach Tim Corbin. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. This did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Wow, those guys are still on. It is Greg Pogue, John Burton Show, presented by Omni Nashville Hotel. We're going to be down there uh, tomorrow morning. Bill King's show, our show from 6 to 9. Uh, by the way, uh, coming up at 2.15 this afternoon on the McFarlands with uh, Justin and Darren, uh, Bronson Arroyo is going to be on with him. Pitcher uh, with that high leg kick. 
you know. So I think he's um, – he's still pitching? I, I don't think so. I think he, his last year was with the Reds. Uh, you know, of course I think he he's a, with the Pirates uh, for yeah. a couple of years when I was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, earlier on, that's where he started, I believe. Hey, Vanderbilt baseball coach Tim Corbett just getting home from his baseball game last night. How you doing, Tim? <laughs> doing fine, Greg. What time did you uh, – 17 innings. All right, first off, I deal in superlatives. How, what's the longest uh, game you've ever managed? I think it was 17 against uh, Louisville in 2010. Uh, that was it, uh, and we just replicated it last night. Is that a good thing or a bad thing here in the? In the and I'm serious because you got you know you don't you don't open conference play until next week with Ole Miss coming in. But is it a good thing or a bad thing? To, but you got to use a lot of pitchers, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, I wouldn't say it was a bad thing. I mean, I think anytime you can get guys out there for the first time or get guys' experiences there, um, it's it's probably a good thing. Now it's easier to say when you've won that game. But it's very frustrating going through that experience, but frustration is, is part of an experience, and that's good for the guys to feel. Um, I think you get in those environments right there, and you've you, uh, you, you, essentially been there before. It's like you can feel that both teams forgot how to hit. You know, they haven't, <laughs> but, you know, in those moments, it, it feels that way. It's very frustrating, and you get guys at third base, and you can't push them across the plate, and everyone feels the frustration and you start squeezing a little bit tighter. But on the other side of the coin, you have pitch ex- execution that's happening at a very high level. And we did that. I mean, they, they, we ended up striking out 24 hitters. So that's, that's really amazing. You know, it's just very good pitch execution. Then you get a guy out there like um, JD Thompson, who's never pitched before here at Vanderbilt. And he goes out there for the first time and, throws three innings of uh, no-hit baseball. So uh, pretty impressive for a young kid like that who hasn't been out there before, and that was his first start and first win. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you about uh, your pitching staff, Corbs, just the fact, you know, the combined no-hitter the other day in Minnesota, and then, you know, that the effort last night, you got to be pleased overall with what you're seeing. Yeah, I mean, you don't expect to, for things to – move in that direction, talking about the no-hitter and 24 strikeouts. But, you know, what you're looking for is just the ability to execute and have and be present on the field. And we're, we're able to do that. And, you know, right now at this time, the guys have done a pretty good job of, of, of getting on the mound and, and really being able to, to command their, their adrenaline and, and pitches. And, you know, for that, it's it's really been the basis of uh, our success, at least early. And I, I would say success, I use that word, you know, just carefully because we've just been able to be in, inside of pretty good outcomes because of that. But uh, I, I would say that, that the kids have done a nice job putting the ball in the strike zone, and we've been done, we've actually done a nice job of, of – uh, ground ball defense and fly ball defense as well. So we'll, we'll take that because you have to be able to do that in order to experience any type of a good outcome. Vanderbilt baseball coach Tim Corbin with us. Uh, two to one win last night over Evansville. 17 innings as well. Take us back uh, to uh, to Minneapolis. Uh, two out of three in, in 
talking about the bats, and I know they came alive against Tennessee Tech Tuesday night. Uh, you score 17 runs in three games against the uh, the Big Ten teams up there, and then as John mentioned, the combined no hitter. Just talk about the overall experience and what you think your team got out of it. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I, I, it, just to be in such a unique environment in a football stadium, which is a beautiful football stadium. It's a it's a beautiful setting. And to just kind of build a little baseball field inside that environment was very unique, too, because, you know, right field was a little bit shorter, but it wasn't so short that it was out of line. I mean, you're talking about 300 feet right down the right field line, then it jetted out a little bit, but you almost had like a Fenway monster all the way in right field. So that was unique. The turf was good. The teams were very good. I thought Maryland was outstanding. They went 0-3 in that tournament. And I thought Nebraska was very powerful and, and strong. And then Minnesota on the last night, that was a nice crowd playing in front of a lot of people on Sunday night, which is unique. We've never done that. We've never played on Sunday night. So uh, I think, you know, getting to see the Mall of America, getting to <laughs> – you know, it, what the, the funky thing about that is you throw a no-hitter late Sunday night, and we get in the locker room, get our gear, go to the bus, four inches of snow outside. <laughs> so it's like, you know, where, where could you do something like that? Where you throw a no-hitter, and then you go to get on your bus, and you got four inches of snow, and then you leave the next day back to Nashville. So it was, it was kind of neat in a lot of different ways. You know the fourth no hitter, uh, obviously, and, and there's uh, we know a, you know a couple of them are of fame, uh, certainly Kumar's, but uh, the second combined no hitter uh, in as many seasons, fourth no hitter since 2019. It, it's is it weird to have combined no hitters the way you manage that, and as you go through it, as the, the you, you, apparently you know you're going to pitch these pitchers for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. But does the thought of there being a no hitter in, enter into it? The way you manage those things, just to heck, we, they're so rare. No, it doesn't. And I, I think that you only start to really realize that you're in a no hitter situation, and no one obviously talks about it. But <laughs> I think in the seventh or eighth inning, that's when you start to say, "Okay, whoa, they haven't gotten a hit yet." But I think as you're managing a game, especially when you're using different pitchers, it, it never, you know, it, it never really enters your mind. It's just like what enters your mind is we want to win this game, and it, that's all that we want to do. We just want to win the game, and we want to put the best pitcher out there. And it just happened in, in that case where guys were effective, you know, from from the start of the game to to Grayson Carter to Laboki, who pitched so well to get us deeper into the game, and then. You bring in Ginther because he's left-handed to face the left-handed bats. He gets out of it with a double play. And then Maldonado, you bring him in just to finish the game and just to get the win. And he gets out of it with no hits. So, no, I would say no. Uh, The one against Kentucky last year was just two guys. But, you know, even then you're thinking, no, we just want to win the game. But the margin was a little bit wider than what the Minnesota game was. So the last time we did that, we actually threw a no-hitter perfect game my first year here with a staff of 10 pitchers against Western Kentucky on a Tuesday night. And that certainly was a game that we didn't know, A, there was a no-hitter, B, we had a perfect game until about seventh inning, and we pulled it off some way, somehow. Tim Corbin is our guest, two-time national championship coach of the Vanderbilt baseball team. 
in a situation like that, uh, Corbs, do you not want, you know, uh, Brownie or anybody to tell you, hey, we got a no-hitter going? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you, are you superstitious like that when it comes to those situations? No, just because I think, you know, Brownie being in the game for such a long period of time and Baxter being in the game and, you know, myself, it's just like, no, no one's, you know, no one's speaking like that. They're just talking about getting through the game. I think everyone is pretty centered on what they're doing. So, no, it does, you know, everyone knows it, but it's the last thing is your conversations are going to be, you know, like I said, everyone knows it when it gets to the end of the game, but your conversations don't ever get near that point. So, and the kids certainly don't either. They pick up on it and they, they kind of, if you've got any type of acumen for the game, you understand that let's just win this game and move forward. If a hit happens, it happens. But if you're somehow lucky to keep a team from getting a hit, then it just happens that way. Tim, uh, after such a long emotional game like you had yesterday, a long day's journey well into the night, what is your plan for handling the you know your players? Will you work them out today, getting ready for this weekend, or will you give them the day off? How do you approach it? You'll probably get in the weight room. I think that's it's, it's a really good question because we got back from Minnesota. Well, we didn't get back till Monday, mm. and we played late Sunday night. So we basically have played four games. No, one, two, three four, five, six, Evansville, you could count that as two games because it was 17. And so we played six games in about five days when you look at it, really, or six, however you want to look at it. So it's been a lot. And then these kids go to school. So, uh, no, I, I wouldn't say we're going to uh, – hitters, hitters don't probably need to even touch a bat today just because you want them to get away from it for a time just to – kind of decompress and press reset more than anything mentally because those are exhausting games because they're frustrating. They're just, you know, you're, you're trying. They're, the kids are trying, but harder they try, it's like squeezing the bird, you know. You're going to kill it. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's kind of what we're doing. But So I, I think before we play a tough, loyal, and Marymount team on Friday, we're probably just going to get in the weight room and uh, get them out of here as quickly as possible. Uh, weekly question about Enrique Bradfield. Uh, he's now with a hundred steals with the two on Sunday. Uh, only the seventh SEC player to ever do that. Uh, the only active player in college baseball to be at that level. Uh, so here's your, uh, weekly, uh, he's good, you know, statement. He's pretty mm -hmm. good, isn't he? <laughs> Brilliant yeah. analysis by Greg Pogue, isn't it, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, I mean, he, just does <laughs> he does something on the field that you're going to remember. Yeah. I think that you, you see, so it was kind of like that Dansby quality that, you know, those kids that you get every so often where, you know, when you leave the park that he was around and he played and he distinguished himself in some manner. And I think Enrique and Dansby, guys like that, they do it because there's a lot of different parts to their game. It's just not tied up in one area. I mean, you know, Enrique hit an opposite field home run the other way in one of the biggest parts of the ballpark on um, this past weekend. You're thinking to yourself, that to start off the game, first pitch, you go, a little guy like that can't do that. Well, he can do a lot of different things. And uh, I think the, the greatest thing, compliment you can give a kid like that is he's a pure baseball player. There's a lot of ways he can affect the game. What do we know about Loyola Marymount, Coach? 
Um, they just beat a really good Cal Irvine team uh, on Tuesday night, and Cal Irvine's one of the best teams in the West Coast. Uh, they played Oklahoma State very, very tough there. Um, what I know about them is they can really pitch. Nathan Choate is their coach, and Nathan's been in the game for a long period of time, too. Uh, he's a very good pitching coach, but just a good coach. Uh, it's just going to be a tough team. It's going to be a tough team for us to play. Uh, we're going to have to hold them down. They've got nice transfer bats in there. you got a kid from the University of Miami and Thomas, who I think is going to be one of the better hitters that we've faced. So, I think Loyola Marymount, last time they went to the College World Series was a time ago with a with a very, very good coach who's still alive named Dave Snow, who actually helps UCLA from a sports psychologist standpoint. But uh, they've always had a good program. And uh, I, I think it's just not Hank Gathers and Bo Kimball in the old days when they played basketball with Paul Westhead and that fast break <laughs> offense in basketball. <laughs> They can play some really good baseball, too. So uh, they're good, and we're going to have to play well. All right, uh, dining report. Last night after the game. I I didn't leave the office last night till 2 (laughs) a.m. All I can tell you is I had Maggiano's here because that's what the team ate. I had a glass of wine. So if that helps you at all, that's (laughs) where it was last night. Tonight, I don't know where I'm. Where are we going to go? Went to Velvet Taco the other night. That was really good. Velvet Taco. I haven't had that on. yet, Coach. It's good? Yeah, it's good. I try it. Really okay. good. All right. Really check good. It out. And, it's worth it. and it stays open until 3 a.m. for right, late night. Right there in Division, right? Across from Winners yeah. and Losers? Yeah. Yeah. Velvet Taco. All right. Velvet That's a new one for me. So they're yeah. Yeah, on Broadway. Yeah. 51st Tap Room. I'm going to tell you, that, that place, that's. That's in, kind of in the nation's area. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, they, they got really good food. They, I've they been really there. Yeah, you're, yeah. Yep. I like it, John. I yep. like it a lot. Get the smoked chicken salad on kale, and it's got beets in it. Their dressing is unbelievable. Really good. Really good. Worth your time. What did I say he had for breakfast this morning? Uh, tree bark and yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably worked out three times already this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had to get the had to get the game out of me. Yeah, <laughs> blow off a little steam, coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah for hey, sure. Hey, enjoy the weekend, Tim. Yeah, thanks. Thanks course, so much, okay. Tim. Of course, Appreciate all the it, all man. the games right here on National Sports Radio. Thanks, Tim. Always appreciate you guys. Thanks. All right, that fifty uh, first tap room. I've uh, yeah. I've been in there as well. That's mm-hmm. pretty, that whole nation's area. Just, I love that uh, area. It's crazy. Yeah, you know? I, I don't go there yeah. often enough. What's the deli you? over there? Fifty the one that's Al's. The one all the way out at the end, there, all the way out to Centennial, uh, is that the Fifty First Street Deli? I think, I think so. Fifty First Street sounds Deli, right? Yeah, yeah that that's yeah. I've that's, been in there several times. That's a nice yeah. area there. Fifty yeah, First Street is. Deli. Yeah. So, all right, we'll take a break. We're wide open to the top of the hour. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like ten or fifteen minutes, and in three weeks. Presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. 
use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Celebrate the history of our national pastime at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown. See priceless treasures that'll bring your baseball memories to life. Connect with events that have shaped and changed the game and our country. Our stories to tell, your memories to share. Plan your visit today at BaseballHall.org. Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Paddy's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub starting at just $129. Let's go Preds. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. (sighs) Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. It's a Bill King Show. Somebody asked me, this ascension of Tennessee football, is it sustainable? I think it is sustainable. They're recruiting ranking school. You can get A-plus personnel to Rocky Top, Tennessee. And the state is now way better than it ever was in its past producing players. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Putting the fun in dysfunctional. Kitchen Notes, Omni Nashville Hotel tomorrow morning. Sean Henry. The president and CEO of the Nashville Predators is going to come on across the street. I guess he's been run out of his building by the SEC tournament. Doesn't have a place to to, to work, right? right? So, but uh, so yeah, he's going to stop by. A few other people working on maybe Bob Kessling, maybe Neil Price, the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Just I've I've, I've thrown out a wide net, right. you know. Well, you, you know a lot you know, of famous people, so I'm sure people just flock to our location. And beg to come on with us. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know. All right, six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Steve, good morning. Steve-O. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Doing well. Good. Haven't talked to you in a while, man. What's up? 
I know. I got like seven jobs like you, so I'm I'm always running around. Actually, well, he oh, called uh, when you were out last oh, week. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to hear from you because your brother's always <laughs> calling up telling us how to program uh, local TV, so it's good to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't Y'all hiring down there? Tell him to get his own show. <laughs> he can produce it himself. I'm telling you, man. He's just hey. <laughs> he's laying down the law. Well, he, he's he's all about the local. You know, local, local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that was kind of an awkward. Uh, I guess the retirement by Jim Beheim. Wasn't that weird, Steve? I don't understand. Well, it, well I don't. Really? The way I gathered out of listening and reading is that it was up to the university, and I don't think he was. He was read. told. Yeah, he was. Um, his retirement was. Um, it's time. Right. It, it was right. told that. Yeah. Uh, Age seventy-eight. You think he would go? It didn't sound like he was ready to go out. No. And, and even no. what had a little cryptic message that, well, like you, you, I've already done my retirement speech. You guys just didn't pick up on it after yeah. the last regular season game. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. But that's yeah. that's Bayheim. You know, I'm from that area. I grew up following Syracuse basketball my whole life, Steve O. And, you know, my first job was in Syracuse, so I covered him for three and a half years. It's just, you know, he's just that's just how he is, man. He's just it's up to university. <laughs> Did they already name like one of his assistants? Yeah, yeah. Adrian Autry, who was a really good player for him in the uh early to mid nineties, will be taking over. He's been he's been there as an assistant since two thousand eleven. Okay. Um, on Vanderbilt, I, again, I've been openly critical of Stackhouse. I, I wish I could dress half as good as him, but I'll give him credit. He's, he's done a great job this year. Um, what, how do y'all feel tonight? I mean, LSU has that, what's it, Williams, the guy that smoked, that killed us last time? Yeah. Well, JB said LSU. load up. He's already bet $100. I, 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 I like Vanderbilt <laughs> rather comfortably tonight. I do. I think they're, I think they're going to win, and I think they're setting their sights on – trying to beat Kentucky tomorrow night. And I am of the opinion if they do that, they're in. Well, they need to win tonight first. They're going to. Yeah. I mean, without um, – I don't know why I keep forgetting our big guys. Liam Robbins. Mm-hmm. Robin, I don't know. I keep wanting to call him Evans. But without him defensively, I mean, they're going to have to triple team LSU's big guy. That's well, Dort – like how big Dort's, what, 6'10", yeah. 6'11"? Yeah. yeah. And he's going to be available yeah. tonight. Yep. Okay. I'm heading to Colorado this weekend. You guys want me to bring you back anything? No, no, I'm good, Gummies. I don't need anything, Gummies. I, I'm, I'm, I don't, you don't have to bring me back anything, Steve-O, Gummies. <laughs> hope, I don't, hope I don't break anything and be having surgery like, like Greg there. So um, You can be yeah, skiing, snowboarding? Right, what you got? I, nothing's broken. It's just torn. Yeah. You going to be skiing, yeah, we're, we're snowboarding? I, I ski the little bunny hill. My daughter loves snowboarding. The bunny hill, yeah. Nice. She also wants – She wants. we're going to go to Boulder and tour uh, University of Colorado, so maybe I can hang out with Dion a little bit. Prime hey, time. Uh, Rick George is the AD there. You remember Rick George? Is that the – Yeah, he came here. He was I, initially uh, back in the day. He was, direct, he was director of football operations for Jerry DiNardo at Vanderbilt. Really? Yep. Okay, and I'll, became I'll and then George. became assistant AD at Vanderbilt, and then went on to uh, be the commissioner of the Senior PGA Tour. Okay, well that's one of the prettiest camps we drove. Yeah, there. Boulder's nice. Yep, I've been to Boulder a couple times. It's yeah. uh, it, and not for any particular reason. When I was in Denver, just to drive up there to <laughs> see what Boulder looked like, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. we'll, we'll be uh, stay out of those uh, dispensaries. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will. Anchor down, boys. Have a good right. day. Hey, do you know what? Uh, thanks, Steve. Do you know what uh, popular '70s sitcom was uh, set in Boulder, Colorado? I do. Mm-hmm. Mork and Mindy. That's right. Good job by you, Robin Williams and uh, Pam, Pam Dauber, who married and still is married to Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. I saw who's them together. The uncle of. Um, uh, 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 uh guest Ozzie. of the show. Yeah. He's the uncle of Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. The, the Nelson, twins. the Nelsons. Yeah. And I, I, in 1990, I saw Pam Dauber and Mark Harmon at the baseball hall, Harmon at the baseball hall of fame in Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. They were just hanging out. Do you know what his name is on NCIS? Gibbs. Uh-huh. What's his first name? Leroy. Uh, Marcus. Jethro. Jethro Gibbs. Jethro Gibbs. That a boy. Huge NCIS. Oh, well, yeah, that, in, in, my house, in my house, Clay and I, we have four things. we got to break it up. Uh, we have NCIS, NCIS Hawaii. It used to be Criminal Minds. I, mm. love, I really enjoy that one. And then now it's uh, Chicago PD and Chicago Fire. What about NCIS Los Angeles? No no love from my man, L.O. Cool J, the no, hip-hop no, legend? No, it just didn't fall. It's a Sunday night, okay, and, and, and okay. no, it just didn't. Right. They did have one night when they all came back after Christmas in January, 1st of January. All three of them were a, a crossover event, three time, right. three in a row. So, well, yeah. Put some respect on L.O.'s name. Uh, that's fine. Cool. All cool. right. Cool. Yeah. All right. L. Okay. L. All right. Take a break. The sixth annual Mid State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The sixth annual Mid State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5:30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the sixth annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the sixth annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The sixth annual Mid-State Classic. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The players make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't think they're, they're, I feel oh, pretty, they'll make it but lose. I feel pretty. that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, so, okay. What, what, what are we saying? Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The show played on a loop at Guantanamo Bay. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. News, uh, I guess, Kevin Durant sprained his ankle in pregame uh, last night before the Thunder game. And uh, uh, he is now, the Arizona Republic is reporting. Uh, so a, is Eric. A Gary, a grade two sprain. I see that. That's, that's not even. And this could be out uh, four to six weeks. So where does that take it to the end of the regular when's the regular season over? May, early May, somewhere in through there, mid-May? I think it's like late April. Yeah. So four to six weeks, a grade. Mid to late I April. I don't know what a grade, the difference between a grade one and a grade two sprain is, but four to six weeks for uh, Durant. April 9th. April the, 9th. Uh, last day of the yeah, regular well, season. Well, so he... Literally, that'll that'll uh, take him out of the rest a month. of the month. Yeah. So. Yeah. And maybe even the start of the playoffs. So uh, in the in more The Suns are good enough to tread water until he's back. Yeah. But, but he, uh, he just came back from what a knee injury. Yeah. 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 I mean he's yeah. you know, tall athlete, above thirty. I mean, you know Is he injury ex- prone now? An explosive player. I think I think any athlete that is as tall as he is is always going to be prone to lower body injuries. You look at the history, right? You look at uh, well, the way he plays out on the floor more running like a big, the ones that are big inside with bulk, they don't, they're not as susceptible to injuries. But I'm talking, yeah, that's what I'm talking. I'm talking about an athletic, explosive, big like Sam Bowie. Go back to Sam Bowie, Bill Walton, those type of guys, right? Uh, Who was the guy? Greg Oden, who never got his career started. Mm -hmm. You know, came coming out of Ohio State. So the Achilles kind of started it all for. Durant yeah. and Golden State, he was really pretty durable until until that point. Yeah. Yeah. Bowie had what? The stress fractures right. in his feet. And then Odin did too, right? Yep. Stress fractures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stress fractures. And I believe yeah. Walton did too. Yeah. Yeah. But he he actually played through them, obviously, and had a you know, Hall of Fame career on the collegiate and the pro level. Um, but he played through it. Those years, the what, the later years for the Celtics? I mean, yeah. I he, mean, he, you he, know, it, yeah. he was. You know, he was a role player for those teams, but a very, very important role player. I mean, geez, you know, Kevin McHale goes out of the game, you bring in Bill Walton. I mean, you know, that 86 team, that 86 Celtic team that won the championship, that was 
That's a team nobody talks about. That's one of the best teams. That's up there with, the, I think, the 72-win the, the Bulls and that Golden State team from a few years ago that lost to the Cavaliers, blowing a 3-1 lead. Former NCAA Basketball Committee Chairman Lee Fowler, the NC State MTSU former AD, will join us at 1025. And just going to check in with Killer Bees after the break. He's in town to see what he's up to. ABC News, I'm Jim Ryan. Alan Shaw, the CEO of Norfolk Southern Railway, is before a Senate committee this morning. He's expected to explain and to apologize for a series of recent derailments. First, a train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio in February. Another happened in Springfield, Ohio last week. On Tuesday, a train conductor was killed in a collision in Cleveland. Republican Senate Leader Mitch McConnell is in the hospital. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's team says he tripped and fell during a private dinner at a Washington hotel. They aren't giving many details, but say he is receiving treatment at the hospital. McConnell is 81 years old. The Republican leader who overcame polio at a young age also suffered a fall in early August of 2019, where he fractured his shoulder. Earlier this year, he became the longest-serving party leader in the history of the Senate. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. Three Los Angeles police officers are in stable condition. They were shot last night by a parolee who barricaded himself inside a building in East L.A. This is ABC News. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-330-1991. That's 1-800-330-1991. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-330-1991. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more. And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
Hey guys, it's Zach. Gear up for golf at Play It Again Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville during their March golf sale. Swing in and stock up on their huge selection of new and gently used golf gear and equipment. During their month-long March golf sale, you save 10% on all gently used golf clubs. They have the trained staff to help you find the perfect set of golf clubs, a golf bag, golf balls, or a travel golf carry bag for the upcoming season. And they will also buy the golf gear you're no longer using. That's right, every day, all day, you can get cash on the spot for your underused golf gear. They also buy baseball, lacrosse, football, soccer, disc golf, plate weight, hockey gear, and the treadmill that is transformed into a clothes hanger. If you have gear you no longer use or doesn't fit, trade it in for either cash or for store credit towards your next purchase. And you can trust me, not only am I a spokesperson, but I'm a customer. You can always find me in the golf section over at the Hendersonville store. Check out Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Tell them your friend Zach over here at Nashville Sports Radio sent you. That's Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Patty's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub, starting at just $129. Let's go Preds! Are you ready to rock, boys and girls? Behold, it's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? Welcome back to the Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show now. 615-844-5600. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Ow. Now, here's Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Ow. Ow. It is hour number two. Reminding you, you're going to be down at Kitchen Oats, Bill King Show, our show uh, tomorrow morning. And, uh, of course, in conjunction with the SEC tournament, uh, Sean Hendrick, president and CEO of the Preds, going to stop by and say hello. And he, he doesn't know this, but I'm going to present him with uh, a gift that I brought back from Moorhead State that I had given you one of those because he is a Giants fan as well. Yeah, I so, think I know what it is. Yeah, but so, I, won't, I won't say, I won't yeah, say I, on the air. Yeah, but he's not listening, so it don't matter. Uh, you I'll know, bet you he is. Yeah, well, they, they don't they, – they give him – Somebody listens to all the shows and give mm. him the cliff notes of, of what was everything was said. Uh, you know who's in town? Also, beside the SEC tournament, I do. Ed Zaney's. There's a there's a painting of a, on the side of the wall there. Killer bees. Beezer, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. Good morning. What's up, bees? How you doing, pal? Oh, hello, Mister Burton. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. Great to talk to you as always. Yeah, man. And once again, thank you for keeping Greg Pogue employed. <laughs> We were we were kind of worried for a while there, what with his track record mm-hmm. <laughs> with the police and whatnot. Well, he's know. been he's been a little cranky and ornery these last few weeks. We got to get that shoulder situation uh, squared away with him, and we can, uh, you know, we can. Move you know, on. I bet I could. I believe I could fix that with uh, just some YouTube training. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you want to do. You want to sharpen the spoon on the pavement so it cuts good. <laughs> Make that incision. Reach in with your fishing pliers. <laughs> but wait, it's hooked on to something. Oh, oh wait, I'm looking at the yeah, clip right now. Watch. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do yeah. it at the end of the show. I got this. Greg, you're in good hands. Don't worry. <laughs> See, that's what yeah. we do. 
I was in Evansville last, I guess, Wednesday night, Thursday night, uh, yeah, Wednesday night, and I was yeah. scrolling through the TV, and I saw your episode of your uh, moonshine uh, being made and delivered, and then, of course, uh, last night as well. So these are these last two of the, on the Discovery Channel, these moonshiners, uh, you've been front and center, buddy. Yeah, they've, they've upped my presence uh, substantially on the show. So I've uh, been able to get a tons of episodes. Now, here's how famous I am. I got recognized in Bucky's. <laughs> so when you can draw, when you can draw some crowd away from Bucky himself and get a picture made, that's like next level, dude. Oh, that, congratulations. That you made it, bees. Right. I know. How crazy is that? <laughs> well, I was in there as a fan, and all of a sudden, it's like, yo, killer bees. I'm like, Ooh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. Every time I'm, I've been to seven different Bucky's, every time I'm, I'm at one, just by coincidence, Bucky is there. <laughs> it's like we have the same tour manager. You know, I go... Dude, Bucky, it's me, Bees. I saw you in, in Crossville last week, and he does his head back and forth, which means, yeah, Bees, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Mutual admiration so, society right there, Killer Bees and Bucky. A-A-Bees. Yeah, see, yeah. We're, like, we're like two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, several weeks ago, thank you, uh, got to go to see you at, at the Grand Ole Opry, the Tuesday night out at the Opry House, and then... I, you brought me backstage, and I got to, you know, Jonelle Mosser, you met her, the wonderful vocalist, my buddy. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. and uh, as a matter of fact, I had she's been with me to see you before at Zany's. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> uh, that's how good of a, you know, weird things are. But, man, it just being back there and walking those halls and then you getting to walk out on that stage, man, I, I got chill bumps, and I wasn't even the one out there. Yeah. I was going to say, you had them. Dude, I got chill bumps on like ant beds coming up. <laughs> so I mean to walk on to walk onto that stage, I've had fourteen opera appearances now. Number fifteen, by the way, will be March the twenty second. But to actually be in those hallowed halls and in that on that stage with that circle in the middle from the original stage mm. Which is by, which now, y'all, is almost kind of spongy. It is so old, and so many absolutely um, amazing talents have been there. It is, it's truly a feather in my cap to get to perform at the Opry. You know, I mean, the people, I'm the worst one that's ever been on stage there, and I'm freaking great. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> hey, B's, so, uh, yep. Doing something different with Zanies, right? Uh, 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 Friday night, tomorrow night, uh, with uh, two shows. That's uh, you know just the one show, the early show at seven, and then. But Saturday, you've got two shows. Both the first is at four, and then seven. Uh, that's something new for Zanies, isn't it? With the with marquee people like you. Well, they've been doing a few of those and experimenting, and yeah. they have found out that there's a lot of people with different work schedules and um, travel itineraries and stuff like that that can actually come out to a 4 o'clock show on a weekend. So they pitched it to me, and I went, you know what, let's do that. This gives people 
who ordinarily wouldn't have a chance and they're scheduled to get out to see the show. Let's get them out there. Matter of fact, you're you're coming out Duh, tomorrow. Yeah, Saturday at the four o'clock right. show. Yeah, I'm coming. Just uh, that's that fits into my bedtime. Well, it's also <laughs> like a, a you know like a nice Saturday happy hour for yeah. a lot of people. Start a your, matinee. You know, yeah, you go there, hey, check out the show, point. and then go out have dinner, and then enjoy your Saturday night out in Nashville. Dude, that's a good point. So. So I'm tickled to be able to do that. If y'all want information, you can go to Zany's online or their phone number is 615-269-0221. And that is the only phone number to a comedy club in this world that I have memorized. So, 615-269-0221. And it's got to be in that order. It's almost almost like spelling. Well, (laughs) yeah, but your the first time. What year was it? Your very first Zanies. What year? I I think the first time I walked on stage there was eighty four. Eighty four. I think that's when it was. I came up and did an open mic night, and I will always remember. I had a little bitty cassette recorder with me, and I set it on the stool, and I did my little guest set, and when I played it back. I heard the gentleman who was emceeing that night, his name is Mike West. I heard him go, okay, our next comedian's coming up, and he calls himself Killer Bees. And there's two or three little claps, you know. And I did my six minutes and really lucked up and crushed it on that on that little open mic showcase. And on my tape recorder at the end of my set, you hear this big roar of the crowd. And then the MC is going, that was Killer Bees. So I will remember that instant my entire life. Do you still have that cassette? I, I, You know, I may have it somewhere. That'd be great to find that thing. That'd be neat. Yeah, it would be. But what what a neat deal to uh, come to Nashville. Nashville embraced me when I moved up here. And so that really, uh, this is where I popped and where I did my training and stuff. So I love, love, love Nashville. And it is always, always a treat to come back. Well, you've met a lot of wonderful people here. And Greg Pogue. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Burton. (laughs) That's right. Well, uh, Friday at seven and doors at four, five thirty, and then four o'clock Saturday, seven o'clock Saturday, and then uh, then where are you headed? Then I will go back home. I have an actual probably. I think I've got nine days off. Nice, cool. Which which is is sorely needed, and um, so then after that I go to somewhere. Did so. I go where, honey? <laughs> corporate's right here. Uh, hey, corporate. Yeah. Hey, Terry. I was going to say, during those nine days off, is corporate going to have a nice honeydew list for you? Here's what I. Here's how I get out of that. <laughs> I get up super early, like 11 a.m. or so. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and bolt out of the house while she's back there plowing on the back nine. <laughs> And just tell her I got lost. Honey, I got lost. I was headed to the jewelry store to get, I was going to Jared to hook you up. <laughs> and you got Took lost. Took a wrong turn. And lo and behold, I come home with moonshine. So. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. 
Oh, the killer bees, Appalachian Ambrosia Moonshine, is brought to this wonderful city by uh, Athens Distributing. Go to your local. Uh, oh, so this, so Athens, Athens, we've been the city slickers. We're going to have you out there to sign them. So Athens has it now. Good deal. Well, That's I don't know. I'm, I'm asking you. That, so oh, yeah, Athens yeah, is going to handle it. Okay, I'll. Uh, right, I'll let. Right. They also, yeah, yeah, they also do Chattanooga for us. So uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, those guys are good. They're big time. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one to be hooked up with. Yeah. All right. Well, bees and have a good weekend. We'll see you Saturday. Love you, man. All right, yes, you will. And then I'll go home. And Tuesday, by the way, I have a doctor's appointment so I can try to get rid of my chiggers. <laughs> All right, I love y'all. <laughs> see you, bees. <laughs> they, trying something to do. Uh, and the Saturday at four o'clock. That sits in. You can do a lot of things before or after. You yeah, because exactly. it's, it's set. You know, there it'll be. Well, actually, it's like maybe usually it's a couple comedians then him right. or one comedian then him. Right. Uh, so um, yeah, good good to see him, and he's he's killing it on. You know, any, I gotta start any, watching yeah, that Moonshiner show. Any TV show that has an eleven year run. Yeah, and he's been part of it seven, and his roles increases all the time. What channel is that on? Discovery. Okay, I don't know where it is on yours. It's like yeah. two in Direct TV. It's in the two eighty. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start uh, DVRing it. Yeah. I, I love stuff like that. You know. So all right. Well, I love Killer Bees. He's the man. He, so. He's fun. He's always fun to, you know. So, hey, we got we take a call here if you want to call. 615-844-5600. Lee Fowler, of, uh, a former NCAA basketball committee chairman, is going to join us. Yeah, before we do that, I, I really, uh, um, if you would allow me, I, was, I, was, I want to talk a little bit about Jim Beheim. Just sure. growing up in central New York, you know, where I'm from, you know, we're about four hours away from New York City, three hours away from Buffalo. We're kind of nestled in the middle of the key that is New York State. And, um, you know, you either claim New York City or Buffalo for your sports allegiances, but we all kind of came together when it came to Syracuse basketball. And I've talked about growing up as a teenager in the 80s and watching the Big East and watching Syracuse compete against St. John's, Georgetown, um, you know, Boston College, Pitt, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, thanks to Jim Beheim and the recruiting he was able to get, Pearl Washington, Sherman Douglas, um, you know, Derek Coleman, Billy Owen, some of these great players. It, thanks to him, like, he really put our region on the map. You know, we had something that we could really get behind and say was ours, you know, and was, you know, unique to our region. And all the winning he did, you know, wasn't the best guy to – wasn't the greatest guy to deal with all the time, had that – snarky personality and you know he wasn't exactly warm and cuddly and of course my first job in tv was in syracuse and so i covered him for three and a half years and i mean that was that could prove to be a challenge but i know there's been violations the bernie fine thing there's been a lot of bumps along the way but by and large you know he's been a really great coach and a really great representative of our region so i just want to wish him the best um and, you know, a lot of great memories growing up watching Syracuse basketball. And I remember it all got com culminated in 2003 when they won the national championship with Carmelo Anthony and Jerry McNamara. And uh, that was a, you know, I was obviously living in Pittsburgh at the time out of the region. But that was an amazing, amazing feeling to see Syracuse and Jim Beheim win that national championship. And, you know, 47 years, 35 NCAA tournament appearances, five Final Fours the one national championship. He's in the Naismith Hall of Fame. So, you know, it's a, it's a, one of those days where you 
know that your childhood is officially over when, you know, something like Jim Beheim stepping down at Syracuse. I don't know what the circumstances are, but, um, you know, that's, it's going to be really, really different watching not only Syracuse basketball, but college basketball in general without Jim Beheim. He, he clearly didn't look like he was ready to step away. I am, and I don't know Syracuse basketball mm-hmm. like you do, John. Are you surprised? Because, I mean, the program isn't what it really should be, right. quite frankly. Are you surprised he's not like willing to give it up? Because I think he's got to know he's just not the guy to do it anymore. Well, I think I think this was a few years in the making. I think, you know, and also obviously he was known for that, that famous 2-3 zone that everybody talks about. But I just felt like he kind of took his foot off the gas a few years ago. Just I think he just wanted – I think he hung on because he wanted to coach his kids. He wanted to coach his sons at Syracuse because, you know, we had heard talks maybe 10 years ago that there was a succession plan and he was going to step down in a number of years and so-and-so was going to take over. I think he just wanted to have fun, you know, coach his sons. I was sure that was a dream of his. You know, he had kids late. He had his sons pretty late in life. And for him to still be able to be around and coach them at Syracuse, I think once, once the, you know, his sons left, I think he was pretty much done. What are they, 17 and 15 this year? I mean, I don't think he, he's worked as hard recruiting as he has in the past. They haven't had those, you know, star players that they've had in the past, you know, those NBA ready, ready-made guys. And, you know, I think this – I think he retired probably five, six years ago, to be honest with you, but he hung on to coach his sons. Well, and it's a different animal right now with the NIL and all the different things that you have to, to deal with with the collectives. It is interesting in the last couple of years – uh, Jay Wright, uh, Coach K. Now, there's some health issues there. Roy Williams, right. Mike Bray, Notre Dame, 23 years. Yep, he's stepping uh, down. A lot of these long-term coaches are, are getting out of it. Now, I don't think that Bayheim, uh I, I thought Bayheim, well, you're retiring and was sort of nudged, mm-hmm. hey, it's time for you to retire, and, and it's time for Adrian Autry to take over. Pat, to, yeah. to answer your question, I don't think it was so much that, you know, Maybe he – does he want to coach? Maybe part of him still does. But I think he probably feels like, hey, I'm Jim Beheim. I decide when I leave. True. You don't decide for me. Trust me, went through that with Penn State with Joe Paterno. Like years ago, like after a subpar season, like the chancellor, the president, the AD all went to Joe's house, which is right around the corner from campus. Famous story. They knocked on his door and said, Coach, Joe, it's time. You know, we're going to have a great send-off for you. Um, but we we highly recommend that, that you step down. He told him, get out of my house. I'm from Brooklyn. I'll kill all of you. And so they just, they left, and he stayed on his coach, and you saw how it ended. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it didn't end well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bayheim had uh, 100. He had 1,015, second all-time to Krzyzewski. Uh, uh, he had 101 vacated yep. uh, on, on that one deal. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up after it. Hey, Vanderbilt fans, you want to hear this? Certainly, and obviously, college basketball fans. Lee Fowler, former chairman of the NCAA basketball select the committee, uh, that uh, you know, he's the one that had to go out there and and face the fire uh, with all the uh, selections for several years. And former uh, AD at NC State, MTSU, and he's uh, got some interesting things to say about his alma mater, uh, Vanderbilt, and Jerry Stackhouse as well. We'll do that coming up next. There's a weekend in July where the baseball world revolves around a village in upstate New York. Baseball Hall of Fame induction weekend in Cooperstown is an unforgettable experience filled with family-friendly activities and priceless moments. 
Make your plans today for July 21st through the 24th for the induction of Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland as the class of 2023. Visit BaseballHall.org today for the entire schedule. See you in Cooperstown, where the journey becomes legend. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You're staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, putting the fun in dysfunctional. It's Greg Pogue, John Burton Show, presented by Omni Nashville Hotel. We're going to be down there tomorrow morning, Bill King Show. 6 to 9, our show 9 to 11, just hanging out uh, around the SEC tournament. That's going to uh, be fun. That, that's Looking going on. Of it. course, four games uh, today. That's going to be the highlight of my day tomorrow because uh, mm-hmm. I'm off TV after today. Huh? 
until next week. What? So I'm going to come down there and hang Slacker? out and have some breakfast. Slacker? Uh, anyway, the um, – oh, dang. Ooh, you threw the straw you've been chewing on at me. My God. That's, I'm going to have to get a tetanus shot or something. A uh, uh, lot, of, lot of conversation. Obviously, NCAA selection comes out uh, on Sunday afternoon, 5 o'clock on CBS. We'll know News where. Five. Uh, there you go, on your your station as well. Uh, Lee Fowler, the former chairman of the NCAA Basketball Committee, the Selection Committee, also the former AD at NC State, MTSU, Vanderbilt. Uh, he's uh, He anchors down. He played at Vanderbilt, graduated mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. Uh, the, the, the pride of Columbia. Uh, Tennessee, Lee Fowler. Hey, Lee. Good morning. Hi, Lee. Uh, how, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. It's a great time of year, as you know. March is a wonderful time of year, isn't it? It's a wonderful time of year. There's 12 people locked in a room up in in the Indianapolis trying to figure out which of the last four teams to get in, and and they can't ever get it right because there's always four to eight teams that thought they should have got in. So, but it's a great time of year, and it's the best event I think in sports is. From the time that's announced to the final four and the ending of it, it's quite, quite a, quite a, an, an event. Well, it involves so many people and so many schools at at, at all levels. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the the you know the mid majors with their automatics and all of that, and and making that run. Who's going to be this year's St. Peter's right. or something, something right. like that? Leap. We've been having a lot of conversation about Vanderbilt. Two to three weeks ago after that Alabama loss, they look, that thing could have gone off the rails quickly. It didn't. Uh, they win eight of their last nine. They go to Kentucky and win. They beat Mississippi State. They beat Florida. Uh, beat Tennessee. They're, they're, they beat Tennessee. Their net is still 82. Uh, their Ken Palm is in the 40s. Uh, you've been in that building looking at things, and we've been told so much about the NCAA net. I, where, where is Vanderbilt in your eyes? Well, you know, I, I think that the, the losses early and, the, you know, that net figures in where you play, how many, how many points you lose by, and that sort of thing. Uh, I, I really think that their non-conference, like a lot of other non-conference schedules, are, are really, really hard to figure out because everybody's got new players on everybody's team from different teams the year before it. I think the early part of the season really doesn't tell as much as it used to about your team because they're really trying to gel and get together and, and, and get a, a team concept going. And so I, I would think that the later part of the season will be more important to the committee, or I hope it is, because that's when teams are playing their best or worst uh, against teams that are like them budget-wise and crowd-wise and all that sort of thing. So. It'll, it'll be interesting to hear after the selection Sunday on, on how that those sort of things went because everybody's talking about around the country about the transfer rule and the, of course the NIL, but that didn't have much as much to affect. It may create some transfer kids, but it's it's always amazing to me how these coaches and some of them who have been really good in the past have struggled with this new concept of new players every year. Uh, I think the, the the Michigan State coach and Syracuse and some of those guys that are used to having guys five years in their program building the team over a long period of time have kind of struggled with this new concept. And even you've had some guys get out of the business that retired because of that, I think, because it, it's just so different than what they were used to uh, all the years they coached. 
Lee, you, you mentioned, you know, how well a team is playing towards the end of the season. You look at Vanderbilt, you know, they've won eight of nine since that Alabama debacle. Uh, Greg mentioned the, the, the teams they beat. I don't know. I woke up this morning and I'm of the opinion that if they win, if they beat LSU tonight in the SEC tournament, which I think they will, and if they beat Kentucky tomorrow night, I think they're in. Is is that too simplistic to say um, from where you stand right now? Well, believe it or not, I'll say something that you probably never heard before, and you all like to have things said on your show that you know, nobody's ever heard. But if you if you look at all the Joe Lenardi and all that sort of stuff, I can't remember in the five years I was on the committee that one win this week made the real difference in a team getting in or not getting in. Hmm. You got to realize these teams got these, these guys, and, and now there's a lady on the committee got there Wednesday. They turn in the teams they think should get in without even any discussion, and then the discussion starts. So they'll be watching games from time to time. But I mean, a lot of this is created by ESPN, who happens to own all the rights to these tournaments that you're tuning into because you think it's so important, one game mm-hmm. or another game. Mm. But but I just don't think that one game is going to make a huge difference. I think Vanderbilt's situation, they have to beat LSU tonight. And then it has a lot to do with who loses in other conferences. Um, you know, they're fourth in the league, with but, but a sixth seed. But they've got some teams below them that they beat, like Florida and Mississippi State and Arkansas. Those teams lose today. That really hurts them because they were under 500 in the league and now lost another game. And Vanderbilt's eleven and seven in the league, and if they win, they they won another game. So, I don't think it's as simple as as Joe likes to say it that one game gets you in or out. <laughs> and, and but it's it's a good stick to sell sure. people to tune in and mm-hmm. watch the game. Oh yeah, he made Joel Lenardi a lot of money. Well, so. <laughs> he's moving them up and moving them back. You know what though? Him and Chris Dortch, we've had Chris mm-hmm. uh, came up with bracketology, but they didn't trademark it. Is that yeah? That, that's that's not very smart to have not done that. <laughs> but, but I would say that that you know it, it's good and and you, people are excited yeah. about it and it gets you excited about the Final Four and all the games up to it. So I think I think it's good, but I just think it's a little bit over exaggerated. Okay. When you're up there, you know, every you guys are human beings. You are not so. You when you enter that room, and now if it's the Alabama AD, he can't discuss Alabama, whatever. And each and everybody's got, I guess, their assignments for certain leagues and, and all of that. But don't you go to breakfast? Don't you go to lunch? Don't you go to dinner? Don't you go out and and sitting down at the bar or, or and have a, a cocktail at the end of the day? You can't. I don't believe that discussions don't continue outside of that room. Well, you don't really leave the rooms. You you actually have dinner and eat. And if you have maybe a cold beer or a glass of wine, it's in the suite where all the TVs are. So, mm. huh? a couple of areas. You're in your room. You don't leave the. You're not supposed to leave the floor unless you had an emergency. But um, but yeah, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. But I mean, this year's committee. There's 12 members on the committee. It used to be 10. That's 12, and seven of the of the 10 or 12 are Sunbelt, Butler, Sanford, Big Sky, SWAC Conference Commissioner, A-10 Commissioner, and Bradley. So you got seven people in that room that have basically come up in the non-power conferences 
they may have worked in a conference uh, affiliated, you know, at some point with a major conference. A lot of them do, but you know, they're in there thinking that probably too many eight, nine teams get in out of the big leagues, and 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 so, and then you got five guys that are that are all you got Arizona, Minnesota, Iowa State, North Carolina, and Alabama in the room. So you know, it's it's the makeup of the committee to me would lend itself to more mid-majors getting in and less 8, 9, and 10, or not 7, 8, 9 uh, schools getting in from conferences. Now, whether that happens or not, but the discussions in there, I remember one year I was the chair in '02 2 in the NC State. We'd had a great year, we felt like, but we were one of the last teams to get in the tournament. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't mention anything about <laughs> NC State, and and that's tough. And I know it's tough on Bubba Cunningham, who's a friend of mine at North Carolina. He's going to be sitting there watching and listening to all that. How North Carolina has to win the league and all that sort of stuff. You know, what one thing that the committee I was on, uh, multiple committees, CM and and Terry Holland, who just passed away this past week, and and, and those guys would want to know. Okay, North Carolina, they hadn't had a great year, but they got 20 wins. Now, who would you rather play? Would you rather play uh, Bradley or would you rather play North Carolina in the tournament? And most coaches would say, well, I'd rather play Bradley. So there, there's a lot of that kind of discussion going on, which makes the net and all that other stuff kind of go out the window when you know what kind of team North Carolina has. Yes, they haven't had the greatest year, but they're getting everybody's best shot. So, so those sort of things, I think, come out in the end. And, and I don't think it's because they're the name North Carolina. I think it's looking at their team. I mean, they've got a team that went to the final and everybody back except one from last year. So those kind of things will be the discussions. you got to have uh, – we used to have 8 out of 10 to vote a team in. Now they may be 9 or 10 out of 12 to vote somebody in. So – according to how many people have to sit out. So it, it's an interesting process. It, it, it's never – I've never seen it when I was in there that what was talked about out, out of there was going was happening. And, but it's all fun, and it's, it's good for the game, and it promotes the tournament, as I said. Lee Fowler with us, uh, former uh, chairman of the NCAA Basketball uh, Committee, uh, MTSU, North, North Carolina State AD. Uh, you've become, and we were talking a couple days ago, Lee, you've become quite close with Jerry Stackhouse. What do you think of him as the Vanderbilt coach, your alma mater, and, and the job he's doing and where he's taking it? Well, I really, I really like Jerry as a person, number one. Uh, and I, I think uh, I've been to probably five or six practices over the year. Uh, the kids, they, they get along great. The kids are really good kids. Um, you know, and that's interesting. We've talked about Vanderbilt a little bit, but, you know, what do you tell the committee about Robbins? You know, Robbins out. So at one point you were going to use that as he was out four or five games. We could have won maybe more. Now that he's out again, you don't use that because they all that information sent to the NCAA. And, and so now they're, they're sitting there having beaten Kentucky, but all but four minutes with him out and then beat Mississippi State at home. So you're probably not going to mention Robin's been gone because he's gone again, but you're winning. So uh, I think LSU's a big game Big game tonight. I know Jerry knows that. I thought Jerry felt a lot of pressure during the year about needing to win and having to win. He he talked a little bit. I happened to get there just after they told him he was co-coach of the year. 
and he kind of was thinking back through the year when he thought the team had made a difference. The Alabama game definitely kind of brought them together, but he said over the year different guys came along at a different pace, and I think he's a great players coach because he played so long, played at a high level. He, he, does, he does a great job of, of meeting with players outside the, the, the what, what Herb Sinek used to call the classroom, which is practice. And I think he gets to know the guys, kind of try to figure out what makes them go. And, and you know, Ezra Mignon has been such a difference from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. He's, you know, he takes all pressure away from them now. You get the ball into him. That's, it, so it helps our team so much that these guys have grown together and, have, and are starting. And you could see them believing. It, it was amazing to me how they started believing they could beat anybody and play with anybody. So it, it's an interesting concept. I think he's done a great job this year. I think he deserved coach of the year. And, and I'm excited about the future. If you know anything about their team, they've got a bunch of young guys that I think are really going to be good players. And Ezra's coming back next year, and they got Lawrence back next year. They've got Studi back next year. They've got the young big guys Yeah, back. QMB yeah. announced yesterday he's coming back next year, Lee. Yeah, pardon me? Uh, QMB, Quentin Melora Brown, says he, he's coming back next year. That, that, that That's wonderful, too. And, and he's such a good kid because... Yeah, he's great. I mean, he, he's not as talented as a lot of guys, but, man, he gives it all, and he definitely is a guy that helps you build a team on the inside. He helps with those young, big guys. So so I, I really look forward to, to the future, and that's what most people were worried about mid, mid-season. So, uh, so I'm excited about it and think he's done a good job and Jerry's one of those guys. My dog, my dogs are. I think <laughs> yeah. your dogs like him. <laughs> the dogs like him too. We're, hey, hey, Greg knows about this. We're we're dog city. We don't have dogs, and my daughter's gone to, to out of out of the country with her husband, mm-hmm. and so we're we're grand dog sitting. Oh, uh, grand dogs! Go crazy. <laughs> yeah, hey, Lee, I, I apologize for interrupting you earlier, but I I did want to ask you when you were the chair. It was obviously you know in the pre-social media, uh, you know, era. So once the brackets were revealed and announced, you were the one that had to make the, the, the media rounds and get grilled by ESPN and CBS. Uh, what was that like? I mean, how much did you have to, like, bite a hole through your tongue when you're getting some of those questions like, why didn't this team make it? Why is this team out? Yeah. That kind of thing. Well, well, my year was the year that Butler didn't make it, one of the first years that, that they thought they should and didn't get in. And so I, I got steamrolled by butler fans but uh, <laughs> but dick vitale was was bad but i was lucky that year because uh i had i had uh a guy that that i could hear vitale asking him to ask me certain questions but uh mike Tarico and mike he's the nicest guy in the world and he wouldn't ask me the tough questions so he he i could hear i could hear the questions but he wouldn't repeat them <laughs> yeah and so that was nice. And then I, uh, we had Packer and, and, of course, our partner in CBS. We had Packer and Nance, and they asked me a couple questions, and I told them if I if I answered it, I'd have to kill them because <laughs> we couldn't tell anybody. So, but but yeah, it's it's not the nicest feeling in the world. That was the first year they had games in Dayton, so I went to the Dayton games, and uh, that there were a lot of people that were Butler fans at Dayton, so. Uh, and, and then the other team was was uh, 
Gonzaga. Gonzaga was mad at their seed, and we went to the game out in New Mexico. It was in the pit, and Wyoming upset them in the pit. And so that was the end of that conversation after they didn't win their first-round game against a, a lower <laughs> level. So every year, the good thing is it's, it all settles out because only one team comes out winning. So most of it settles out after the first weekend. Lee, hello to Carol and the kids, the grandkids, and the dogs, everybody. And the dog. uh, yeah. you, you're down in Columbia, huh? No, I'm in Franklin. I live in Franklin. Yeah, I got, a, I got a, a message from Mulehead Kevin, you know, said he need, you need to move back to Columbia where you belong. <laughs> so. Well, I, I actually go there two or three times a week to play golf. So that's yeah. my right. play at Mirror. But you, you guys, y'all, y'all have a great show. I listen and, uh, the one thing you didn't mention, and we got to make sure, sure that Plaster doesn't get mad as Plaster would have to, he would want you to mention I was his color commentator one year. At Mi- before he got fired after one year at Memphis, right? Yeah. <laughs> after six months. No, nah, after six months, yeah. Of course, you I had, left on my uh, own. Yeah, volition, and, and, and of course, uh, you and uh, Coach B, Ron Bergazzi, uh, join him every Thursday. So, um, yep, anyway. We do. All right. Hey, Lee, good, right, co- good catching Thanks, up. Thanks, Lee. See you, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Lee Fowler. Good dude. Good dude. Hey, we're wide open to the top of the hour. 615-844-5600. Hello, I'm Greg Pogue, and welcome to the High Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The OVC Tournament champions, Southeast Missouri men and Tennessee Tech women, both ended long droughts by capturing their first tournament titles since 2000. SEMO won its second OVC tournament by winning four games in four days as the number five seed. The Red Hawks are only the second OVC team to accomplish that feat, joining Austin P from 2016. Redshirt senior Chris Harris was named tourney MVP by averaging 20 points and seven rebounds per game and making 36 of 45 free throws for 80%. He had 29 points and a win over Tennessee State and the finale against Tennessee Tech hit 11 of 13 free throws and scored 26 points. The NCAA Men's Selection Show is Sunday at 5 p.m. Central on CBS. OVC regular season champion Moorhead State received the league's automatic bid to the NIT and will learn its opponent Sunday night. Tennessee Tech entered the women's tournament as the number three seed and won three straight games to claim its 10th overall title, the most among OVC women's programs. Jada Gwynn was tournament MVP after averaging 12 points, four rebounds, and four assists per game for Tech and hitting 63% from the field. She was five of six from the field and went over number two seed Eastern Illinois and added 12 points in the title win over top seeded Little Rock. The women's selection show is Sunday night at 7 Central on ESPN. For complete weekly schedules, including live video links, visit ovcsports.com. To find other news and features and more, follow the league on your favorite social media platforms at OVC Sports and at ovcsports.com. You won't believe it until you OVC it. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. If you've been drinking, don't drive, and always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pogue, wishing everybody a great week of OVC Basketball. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. One is in great shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Grizzlies Warriors uh, tonight. And Saturday they got the Mavericks. John Morant, uh, no charges are going to be uh, placed against him out there and uh, what in Glendale. Uh, do you know the name in the strip club where he's brandishing the guns? Blah, 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 blah. He's going to miss at least four more games, uh, they're saying. Do you know the name of the strip club? Shotgun Willie's. Shotgun Willie's Strip Club is where Jaw was brandishing the gun at 1.30 or so in the morning. Do you know what they were celebrating at Shotgun Willie's that night? I have no idea. Dr. Seuss's birthday. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I, it was a theme night. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm putting two to two, two and two together. So John Morant's a big Dr. Seuss fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all depends it, when it's presented a certain way. Yes, I'm sure he is a huge Dr. Seuss fan. And of strippers as well. I'm well, sure. I mean, well, you know, dressed up like hey, according uh, to Pac-Man Jones, ain't nothing wrong with going to strip club. It gives all new meaning to cat in the hat. Hey now, hi <laughs> <laughs> let's go leaves the, the phone line let's open go to the phones before i get fired just yeah. let me talk Greg. clay what's up hi clay boys how we doing doing great how you doing you fired up well i'm guardedly fired up ah oh, you're good man they're gonna win tonight Pogi, you know why it's cloudy today <laughs> Uh, you you detonated earlier today. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Is it a mushroom a, cloud? A mushroom cloud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just. <laughs> no, I won't even. I won't even go there. Um, <laughs> this has been a great show, guys. I enjoyed listening, of course, to Corbs. He's the best, and uh, you know, when you say the name Lee Fowler in Vanderbilt circles, you know, Lee was a pretty good player back in the day. Um, so I always enjoy listening to him, too. It was interesting what he said um, about Stack and, you know, that I didn't really realize. Obviously, he, you know, talks to these kids a lot away from the court, it sounds like. And I do. I mean, I, I've got to admit it now. I think he has done a pretty good job with this basketball team since the debacle you know, at Alabama. And, you know, the thing is, guys, 
all the pressure is on Vanderbilt tonight. Everybody knows that. I mean, LSU's got nothing to lose, and you can't let the Williams kid, you know, get loose. And without Robbins, you know, that could be a problem. But I trust this team is locked in enough and playing well enough that they can, you know, take care of their business tonight and move on and play Kentucky. That's kind of how I feel. I I think, you know, I think LSU is capable of keeping it close, but but I think as the game wears on, I think Vanderbilt will, uh, you know, kind of be able to get away from them a little bit. I wanted to inform, since I was present and accounted for last night, number one, first of all, I was amazed at the crowd last I was night. too. I yeah. wasn't there, but I was watching, and it, that usually those Wednesday crowds are about, what, half? Yeah, yeah, it, it looked no, like. If a, I, if, yeah. yeah, if I was to estimate, if they say I think for basketball that place holds around what eighteen, nineteen thousand, I would say there was well over ten thousand people there last night. So I would think the SEC's got to be pretty pleased about that. I mean, the over, lower level, I would say the whole lower level, I would say it was probably eighty to eighty-five percent full. Pretty amazing. That's good, man. Now on the negative, on the negative side of things, anyone that hasn't gone yet, take your wallet with you. Mm-hmm. If you want a souvenir, if you want a souvenir Coke, an SEC tournament, you know, souvenir Coke, nine dollars and eighty-eight cents, boys. Inflation's a mother, can my brother. Can you believe that for a Coca-Cola? And and in, in these in this day and age, I can actually. I mean, imagine what they're going to make just off concessions. Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a money pit, man. It's a license to, to print money, and the, and the people and will park, spend it. They'll spend it. I generally always park. I've found that one of the cheapest places to park downtown is in the library parking lot right there across from the Renaissance. Yeah. Normally twenty bucks. They're charging twenty. Yeah, and, and you can actually get in and out of there at lunch uh, for uh, two hours for free. Uh, I think at that, so or or real cheap. By the way, we're going to take a break. But uh, last night I, I checked the second game for attendance, uh, fourteen thousand, fourteen three two six. So that's more than two thirds full. That's got to be yeah. a that's got to be a record. I, by yeah, I, the first night. I wouldn't know. I don't know if Kentucky ever played on that opening night. They would probably draw but uh, then again the kentucky fans be so pissed they're playing on the opening night too uh yeah yeah. they're offended Mm -hmm. Pogie, yes sir what do you think the odds are i'll be at the omni in the morning uh i'll I'll say minus 250 yeah Pogie, wake up i'm at the omni waiting on you (laughs) Yeah. Bye, Clay. I, I remember you went down there one time. We weren't there. I, I remember that. Uh, we're not there tomorrow, Clay. Yeah, so, yeah, we're not there. All Let's right, go down anyway. See yeah. All right, no, we're there uh, tomorrow morning. Kitchen notes, uh, as a matter of fact. Let's take that last break. Be back and wrap this thing up in a few. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. 
prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go to a girl's bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one the time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, putting the fun in dysfunctional. Got a few more moments, and then we're 88 out of gate. Adios, Kazoos. Grizzlies basketball. The Warriors are uh, in Memphis. So Warriors. Six, uh, come out to play. Six o'clock. You saw that movie, right? Yeah, you need to see Warriors. It's a yeah. cult, cult yeah, put classic. that on your list. It is cult a cult classic. classic. Draymond yeah. cut a promo before today's game. Calling out Dylan Brooks and uh, yeah, called him a clown and an idiot. Yep. <laughs> Hello, pot. This yeah. is the kettle. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, so that's tonight, uh, six o'clock pregame, six thirty. The tip off again. No, John Morant looks like he's going to miss tonight and three more games at least uh, as he uh, gets it together. I guess about the best yeah, way to and say what, it. And what we say, Stephen Adams out for the rest of the regular season. 
Yeah. Well, is At he? least the regular yeah, season. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. got stem cells or something like that, and he's out for the remainder of the regular All right. season. Italy's. SEC tournament today at noon, Mississippi State, Florida. And then right after that, around 2.30, Ole Miss, Tennessee. First game tonight, Arkansas-Auburn at 6. And right after that, about 8.30, LSU-Vanderbilt. Uh, tonight, you've all you're all over Vandy tonight. I'm what, all what, over was, it. Was Vandy what minus three, four, four? I'm laying the points, hundred bucks. Let's go. Promo code Greg P. Let's do this. Scared money don't make money. Let's go, boys. Yeah, ye who has thirty eight different sets of tennis shoes in your uh, <laughs> in, in your closet. <laughs> Uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta look clean. Yeah, man. I gotta you, look you good, that? even you when I'm casual. That? I gotta look uh, clean. MTSU women, top of the hour, uh, eleven o'clock. They tip off against Charlotte down in uh, Frisco, Texas. Let's and, go, Lady Raiders! Let's and, do this. Uh, yeah, and MTSU men play at six o'clock tonight against Charlotte. So both play Charlotte this weekend. Girls' state tournaments going on down in Murfreesboro. It's March Madness, baby! It's awesome, baby, with a capital A. Uh huh. All right. So uh, I guess we will get a show from Zach. In the afternoon stretch this afternoon with Vanderbilt. Yeah, sorry, folks. Knocking them off. <laughs> and uh, with Devlin and, and everything. We Bruno's for that. Off the XFL. The McFarlands uh, from 2 to 4. Darren That's the show Justin. I like. Jim Rome is coming up next. Thank you for listening. Bye.